Hello and welcome to Fantasy Harness Racing, the podcast. Paul Cochran with you again. I've got Brett Skelly. Hello, mate. Good to be here. Yes, great to be with you. And Tommy Swiderski. Great to be back. Getting closer. Not long now, boys. Not long now. Nail-biting, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Into the seat, staff. We're only a few days away. Um, hey, boys, one of the great things about fantasy sports is it really does, um, and we've talked about this in previous shows, where it really does enable the fans to really engage with the sport at a more deeper level, and it, and it allows you to be able to, I guess, drill down on the performances of individuals. And, that, and that's one of the great things we're looking forward to in this, isn't it, Brett? Oh, it is, yeah. You get to uh, do the stats, you get to sit there, and you... you you know, they become family almost in the end. So it's, um, uh, it's yeah, it's great. And, it, it, you know, it gives the people the opportunity to get involved. Pay more attention too, don't you, Tommy? I know you play the NRL one and you pay more attention to how individuals go. Yeah, you're certainly watching uh, games and, and focusing on moments that you normally wouldn't be as interested in. But, yeah, I love the concept. Well, one bloke who... Certainly knows a little bit about that. He's a fa- he's a harness racing tragic, and now he's going to become a fantasy harness racing tragic. Jared Croker, welcome to the show. Hey guys, how are we, mate? It's great to have you on. Um, and uh, I guess it's a it's a crunch time for you, isn't it? Because uh, footy's nearly back, and uh, obviously you're coming back from a bit of, bit of rehab on your body um, from some unfortunate injuries in the off season or during the season, aren't you? Yeah, it's, um, you're right, mate. It's, it's going to come around quick. I mean, um, the first trial game, we go back to training on the 6th of January, and the first trial game is five weeks from there. So, um, you know, once January and that Australia Day weekend comes around, it, um, it, it's pretty much all systems go. So uh, the body's going well. Um, had a few little hiccups and setbacks, like you said, with injuries and, and those sorts of things, mate. But, um, mate, we'll keep on plugging away with it all. Tough time of year to be out doing fitness and cardio and all that after... <laughs> The Christmas uh, break and the meat sweats and the beer sweats and all those yeah. things. Yeah, it seems like a good idea at the time. And yeah, yeah, drinking and eating and it'll be fine. I'll do something tomorrow, I'll do something tomorrow. And then all of a sudden, your two weeks is up and you've got to go back in. And all of a sudden, you've, you know, it's your 15th or 16th preseason, but you're still nervous about it. So I'm sure we'll be right. We'll, um, you know, we'll get in there and get amongst it. It is good to see all the boys after a bit of a break and, and a lot of our senior players who played in the World Cup will be back to back back as well. So, um, you know, that makes it a bit more enjoyable and, um, like I said, I'm sure, sure we'll be able to get through it. Are you, uh, like the um, the equine species, are you, are you good uh, first up from a spell or are you, no. you need a few runs? No, I need a few runs. I um, need a few runs under the belt these days. I um, Yeah, once once you get to that number 30 in, in life, it's... Um, Everything gets a little bit tougher in preseason. There's a, you know, certainly that they, you know, there's a period there where you think, oh, they're, they're not too bad. You don't worry about them. After you know being young, you, you do worry about them, and then you get to the point where you're like, ah, oh, it's just another one, it's just another one, and then, you know, you get to 30, 31, and you start going, geez, these are getting tougher, and these young blokes are getting a lot quicker and faster and stronger. But um, I'd like to think that between the years, I've got a bit more on them. So hopefully that um, that comes in handy as well. Mate, I'm going to jump straight into the fantasy stuff here. It's um. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, NRL fantasy tragics out there. What's the feedback that you get? Is there mostly positive? Is there the odd negative thing coming through? Um, you, you get a bit of everything. Um, you know, I, I've had I've had a lot of both, to be honest. I've had a lot of the positive feedback, and you know, it's it's all good and well when when we win games by sixty and I've scored a couple of tries. And luckily, I'm a goal kicker, so you know, I, I I do rank high when I do kick goals. So it's you get a lot of positives, and then if you get dusted and you know let a few tries in, it's obviously the negatives as well. So um, I haven't had too much 
in regards to, you know, that it ever worry me and that. So I'm, I'm hoping that everyone around the harness racing is the same, and I'm sure they are. It's, um, it's all for, for good fun, um, and no one, no one does take it, you know, too serious. And you know, with some of those, um, you know, some of the social media stuff, and I'm sure they won't. Um, I know I'll be, I'll be excited to, to watch it all, and I've already had a few barbs at, um, at me good mate Brad Hewitt, and and how much they've put up price for him, um, which was which I thought was ordinary. I'll, I'll be sending him spam, but that's fine. But um, you know, everyone else will probably get off pretty lightly. We saw that. I don't understand it, but I like it. <laughs> some of the some of the uh, the humour seemed a bit in house on a public forum, but I like it. Yeah, get a bit of a go and get everyone excited, mate. It's um, no look. It's, he, he's probably my harshest critic, Huey. So I'm allowed to be his as well. We've already asked a few people who's overpriced, but I don't think we need to ask you on that. Yeah. One. <laughs> I've got. I've just got my team up. Actually, I've, I've set up a team and I've. I um I just logged in and I definitely knew I didn't have Brad in it and I've got fifty five grand left. So I was hoping to get him with that, but it might just be over. Um, Tommy, you and I both play the NRL game. Like Jared was a beast going back a few years ago from a fantasy points yeah. perspective. As Jared just said, goal kicking, a yeah. top point scorer or close to the top point scorer every year. And um, unfortunately, injuries last year kept him out of my team. But you're in it this year, Jared. You were thanks, mate. I'll, you were um, racking up points sure, even outside sure of the goals. Big picks me. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, like you said. When you're playing in, in you know, you, a lot of those seasons would have been, you know, 2016, um, yeah. you know, 2019, we made the grand final. You you you're winning most games, and you're winning more games, and you're losing. And a lot of the time, you're winning well. So just goal kicking and you're scoring the odd try certainly helps that out. So, mate, I hope you're right. I, I hope I um I can get back in there. And like I said, we've got a pretty strong side this year, and we we finished off really well last year. So if we can win some games, I can get here and score a try and, and knock a few goals over, then we might be right. But it only takes, like in the NRL one, it take, only takes a couple of line breaks, you, you know, 15. Yeah, you know, In your position, you're making, well, you're, you're making sort of 15 tackles a game or so, aren't you? Maybe more yeah, at times. Probably, yeah, probably on the edge. Depend, yeah. You know, it depends on, you know, all, obviously strategy and that. I, I defend, when, I, when I've been playing, I defend next to Jack White and I don't normally run at Jack, so I don't have a lot as many tackles as <laughs> the other edge because Jack... Jack's a good defender, so um, yeah, that's that's probably the only only reason I don't make, wouldn't make as many tackles because they they don't really like coming towards Jacker. Jeez, and the way the games evolve, these big bopper back rowers playing out playing out on the edge these days, I I, I don't envy you that job, mate. Yeah, and that's that's um, you know that's a lot of that's the game at the moment. It's just um, back rowers trying to trying to isolate little halfbacks or little little five eights um, and get momentum, and either taking the short side or, or going back through the middle. So. Like you said, that's you know it's tough for those little halves, and we are quite lucky. Like we, we've got Jamal Fogarty, who's a pretty strong defender yeah. as well, and then Jack Whiten's probably the best defensive five eight in the, in the game. So um, yeah, that makes it certainly makes it easier being being an outside him, you know, centre wing outside Jacko. And um, I know having a hard working back row or inside, you're like a, an Elliot Whitehead or a, a Hudson Young. Um, it does make your defence a lot easier for, especially myself. So it's um, yeah, look, it's. With the fantasy stuff, they probably don't go a lot that way, but um, yeah, it's good in terms of you know winning games and, and scoring points. Yeah, all right, mate. So your team, yeah, I, I, I look. I, I'm going to take a stab here and say that you're probably not picking Brad in jest, and eventually he'll end up in your team because nah. you know, in all seriousness, <laughs> <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, you, in all seriousness, um, I mean, look, yeah, to give it context to the people who aren't aware, you're a, you're an owner and you're really building a building a stable of some really quality standard breads that are doing good things on the track. And, you know, you obviously uh, empower 
and in trust Brad and he's in the partnership with, with you guys um, in your ownership group, uh, you're in good hands there, aren't you? Yeah, you are. You know, he's, um, he's obviously top class. He's, um, you know, we, we got through to, to win in that group one um, with Captain Stock there and, and got to go have the experience to go down to Melton and, and have a crack at uh, the Breeders' Crown. So it's, you know, he's, you're right, he's, he hasn't got as big a stable as a lot of the big guns, but, you know, he's got a really good strike rate. And he, you know, when he's, you know, when, um, you know, when he's in the market or on the right horse, more often than not, he gets it right. And um, I hope he doesn't listen to me when, when I hear him say that, but <laughs> I haven't got him in there at the moment, just purely based on probably, probably when I picked this team um, six weeks ago, he, he hadn't had a lot of drives and a lot of, lot of horses in work. So he probably just wasn't getting as many drives. So well, I'm not picking him. He's not, not working as hard as the other boys. So I, <laughs> I just went on, um, on numbers more than anything then, but um yeah, look. Certainly, if we get a few of, um, if he gets a few of the the nice horses back in, um, he might be able to slip into the side there somewhere. We've got him, Tommy, as one of the more intriguing people in the game, don't we, Brad Hewitt? Because he's listed as Metropolitan, so he drives at Menangle. We see him on Tuesdays. We see him Saturday nights. But um, he, we see him. He's one of the most successful drivers at Riverina. Yeah, and as Jared just said, the strike rates there, you can go off quantity or you can go off quality. It just depends what strategy you want, and, and Brad fits that category perfectly. Uh, he's He's got some nice horses that, you're, that you own, Jared, you and your mates own, um, that surely are going to be prominent horses early in 2023. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hope so. Um, like I mentioned before, Captain Knock was the one who really come along well for us last year and broke through and won the group one and um, I know he'll be back in and um, you know there's, there's so many races for two and three year olds between the, Der- the Derby and you know Queensland and, and everywhere there's, there's races everywhere for him so I'm sure he'll be back in at work and um, and getting ready to go we've got a uh, we, one called Send It who he, he won the group one won a group one uh, probably 12 or 18 months ago now and he actually goes really really good he's um, he just hasn't been right for the last yeah, we had him out for a while, and he's back in. He's had a few starts, and they went went one fifty first up after being out for twelve months. It is not his go, um, and I'm hoping he's he actually can get a run in the fast race on on Saturday night. So we're hoping he he can um, you know get back and bounce back to a bit of form. We've got another one starting tomorrow at uh, Wagga called Lebowski, and um, we bought bought her from New Zealand probably three months ago, and she's just had a couple of trials. She only had the two starts over there. Um, you know, and hope we're hoping she can she can um, she can take off as well. So, um, you know, as well we, we've got escape artists and um, a few others that old our triple plays. He compares our triple play to me. He's, he's about nine years old and just toughed it out all the time, and um, <laughs> probably probably hasn't got long left the old fella. But he, he's been one of our favourite horses, and he's what started it all off. And um, you know, he, he, we've had some great memories with with him, and we actually named our syndicate after him, the, the triple play syndicate. So. Um, yeah, look, I'm sure um, you know that's just the ones that I have as well. Uh, Brad does have a Brad and Dave have got a really good stable down there, and uh, like I said, the strike rate for the amount of horses they've got, they they all go pretty good. I heard our triple plays the best goal kicker in the stable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Brad probably thinks he is as yeah. well. Actually, I remember because um, you mentioned send it. I, I remember standing probably only twenty or thirty meters from these bunch of bunch of yobos who were yahooing at River Arena Paceway when it went round at about 100 to 1 and nearly won the, the River Arena oh. Championship there. Uh, <laughs> and that was you and your mates. Uh, that yeah. was a hell of a run, wasn't it? It was, mate. And he's, he's got, 
Um, he, he's got a lot of our triple play about him. Where a little, you know, he, he loves to do the work. He loves the distance, the longer trips. Um, you know, he's happy to happy to park up outside him. And um, you know, he's just like I said, probably a younger, fitter, faster version of, of triple play. And um, you know, he's he, he does. He likes those long long trips and. You know, he got a nice run there, and he—I think he finished fourth, but I think the margin was like, you know, yeah, there wasn't much in it. meter or something yeah. like that. And he was 120 to one, and he actually won the the New South Wales regional, the, the Group One. Um, I think it was after that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would have—he didn't pay that. He was—he was pretty sure then. But um, yeah, <laughs> he look, he, he favourite that been, night. Yeah. yeah, I think he did. Yeah, and he was unlucky not to win the week before. But I think there's yep. a heat heat in the final where they're both group ones there was last year yeah, and that's he, right he ran second and probably should have won that and then and then come out and won the week later there's a great uh, photo of uh of y- your mates in the ownership group uh jumping up and down and giving a big high five to each other yeah, yeah it's a fantastic Cody, yeah, photo Cody enjoyed that and, yeah um, i actually missed that one too brad come out and told everyone on radio that i've you know, I had the bus ready to go to Menangle for uh, for Breeders Challenge night, and got COVID two days before when he won the Group One this year, and then uh, so I missed it, and then went send it one we were playing, I think. So I was two Group One wins, and I couldn't go to any. So I made the trip down to Melton, and it's probably the worst run Captain's Knox had down in Melton. So I might be barred from attending Group Ones at the moment. <laughs> oh, look, I think Captain's Knox got some got some big races. Um, ahead of, um, you know, in 2023. Certainly a horse that I think people are going to have on their radar, Tommy. Yeah, I, I, I concur. I agree. Um, Jared, any uh, any drivers that we should look out for in your team? Any any maybe under the radar? Um, I know it's you said it's been a while since you've since you done your team, but any anyone you got your eye on? Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I've gone the big dogs. I'm pretty, mm. I'm pretty straightforward. I've got Jack Callaghan, uh, Jimmy Rattray, Will Rickson, you know, those sorts of... You know, if you're not Blake Jones and Jack Painting out out of the Riverina, um, they don't miss out on many. And then, you know, take your pick with the Hewitts and, and Nathan Turnbull and you know, Isabel Ross is another one who drives a lot of winners that I threw in there. And um, probably, I mean, I mean Tommy Ison up at, up north too. I don't know that area that well or follow it a lot, but I know he drives winners for fun. So I feel like I've got a pretty well-rounded team. You know, and, you know, I just, like I said before, I went on strike rate. Um, of who I think drives drives the most winners around the area and drives as often. So um, those sorts of names there, they're pretty, um, you know, pretty formidable names, and everyone sort of knows them. But I feel like you're going to go a long way with those sorts of drivers in your team. I probably probably get rid of Dougie Hewitt and put Bernie in actually. Yeah, I mean you can't go wrong up. really. If you, <laughs> if you, you know, Tommy talks here talks about recency bias a bit, but I think you can't go too wrong if you if you're using recent results as the as the guide to how you frame your team up. Yeah, that's right. I, I, you know, you've probably, uh, you've probably touched on blokes, and I don't, I don't know as much with rugby league with the, with the fantasy side of things, but I'm sure there's blokes who, you know, your Tamalolos and, I mean, Joe Tarpany this year, blokes like that who just play big minutes and and just score points for fun every week. I mean, they, you know, they probably cost you a fair bit more, but they, you just know every every week they're going to play big minutes and they're going to get your points, and uh, that's sort of the way I went with, like I said, the drivers and and you know their strike rates. It's um, Every time you turn on the race, is one of those people who's winning a race. So um, I'm hoping that can uh, that can take me a long way. We need that Tarpany style driver to emerge this year, Tommy. Joe Tarpany just came of age in the last yeah. twelve months. The season just gone. He went from being a middle of the road fantasy player to the must-have, one of the top five players in the whole comp last year. 
We yeah. need that. We need that style of. We need to earmark that, that style of person among <laughs> we've, our drivers. We've probably identified a couple: <laughs> uh, the the Hannah Rixons or the Lucas Randos. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, Sam Ison was another one I sort of snuck yep. in there. Yep. Yeah, that Sam Ison's a very astute pick. I think we we've talked a bit about about Sammy. Um, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've noticed in the in the ownership, there's been a few more of the Raiders boys have, uh, have jumped on board in in ownership and paying more attention. And you mentioned Jack White and before we know Sammy Williams gets around it. There's a, there's a handful of uh, the Raiders boys have been getting involved. I love it. Yeah, there is. There's, there's plenty, mate. I um, Sammy Sammy's been involved in the triple play syndicate for a while, so he's been around a long time. Sammy Williams. Um, you know, Jacko's had a couple with us. Um, Elliot Whitehead's had a couple where, you know, I, I left Elliot. We, we we just got one, actually. It was probably six months ago now, and I told on the boys, because we got the boys there like, well, last year. We had Adam Elliot down, who loves a punt, and, uh, you know, Zach Wolford was he was strapping horses for, for Peter and Paul Snowden, you know, 12 months ago, so he obviously loves it, and Sammy and Matty Frawley and all those sorts of blokes. So we got we got one. I said, all right, boys, I'll get one for us. It'll be, you know, cheapy. We'll, we'll have a bit of fun with it. Or oh, Brad did, sorry, and... Um, I got the boys involved, and we had those guys. We had Adam Elliott, Matt Frawley, Zach Wolford, Sam Williams, Nick Kotrick, Jack Whiten, Tommy Berry. Um, you know, we had a you know a list of them um, involved, and finally got over, got it, got into the races, and um, I can't remember if it galloped or, or what it done first start, but it didn't didn't race real well. And then we took it out to Bathurst one night, and um, I think it was favourite, and we sort of thought he he'd work he'd work really well in between runs and all that, and it led and um you know went went you know reasonable time not not really quick and, and just got run down on the post and i just uh, i i actually was a little bit critical of the run to the boys in the group chat to say the least i thought it was you know it should have just won for the run it had and then um then it turns out it's not attended halfway oh, through oh, the right. around the race so <laughs> it's actually it was it was actually a really tough run considering it it had done a tendon mid-race um it, it held on for second by you know a head so um, yeah, I've had I had one about three or four years ago with with Jacko and Tommy and Elliot Whitehead, and it, and it got um, it, it, something went wrong with it as well, and it was just you know I just every time I get to all the boys involved, you know, Dick was involved there with one of them, and they, every time I get them involved, it just hasn't ended well yet. So I'm, I feel a bit guilty, but uh, then I, then I come out with this other one, and you know, captains knock them in yeah. a group one, and they think it's all easy, but I've um, you know I've had plenty of highs and lows, and. I've been through a lot of horses in the time, so it's um, yeah. Look, we we've had surgery on this other fella, and um, it's going to be a long process. But the boys are all keen to stick in, and you know they they realise that that's racing, so they're they're excited for it to you know get through the rehab, and um, hopefully we can get out and, and get it going again. But um, you're right, it's it's a, there's a long list of um, of players there who who do enjoy the you know the the racing, but uh, probably more so with myself and Sammy have got them involved more so in the trotting as well and, and the paces. So. Uh, hopefully we get a bit of joy with this one and we can start up a, a bit of a syndicate and keep it rolling on. I know that, um, you know, no matter what the sport is, you know, um, horse racing is a, is a bit of a common thread in, in male sports. You know, I, my background's cricket and, you know, it's, if you're not talking about punning, you're not part of the group, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you're not talking about the horses <laughs> on a Saturday. Um, however, it, it's typically the gallops. What is it about harness racing that, that made you sort of gravitate this way, Jarrett? Yeah, well, it was Brad. Brad, um, Brad and I grew up together in Goulburn, and um, Brad and yeah, both our best mates were sort of three, three really good mates. Josh Stapleton, who's owned all the same sort of horses I have, and you know, we've 
uh, kids are growing up together and the three of us were in you know each other's wedding parties and that sort of stuff so we've, we've been really good mates for a long time and I just remember when I was young I think I was about 19 or 20 they just said mate why don't you get in a trotter with us or you know pacer and rest of there no worries Friday right, we'll try that I've always you know followed the gallops dad's always been a gallops man we've always you know as a kid dad used to you know go up to the pub on a Saturday Arbo and and watch the races it's just the way it was I'm sure it was for all of us and um you know, we just got involved slowly, and I, I think the first one we bought was I'm JT, and he come over and won six races straight or something in Canberra and Goulburn and all these, and I just went, how easy is this? This is the best <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> and, um, you know, from there on, we just he was the first one we bought, and, um, you know, touch wood, there hasn't been a lot of times where we've had to, you know, reach back and, and really break the bank to buy another horse. We've had a lot of them roll over and roll over and roll over, and syndicates, and, you know, it's slowly... Um, like I said, the boys get involved. My dad's involved. Uh, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law's had one. Um, you know, Josh's father. Uh, our syndicate at the moment's pretty much uh, that, that triple pay syndicate. Myself and Sam Williams and Josh and his father-in-law and my dad and my father-in-law and his best mate. And you know, it's just it's just gone on and on and on over probably ten years over ten years. And um, just to be able to to go down, there was six or seven of them so went down to Melton at a weekend at Breeders' Crown weekend and um, you know stuff like that you only have to see those sort of results and, and the boys see like I said that's you know, the, the footy the, the boys at training have sort of seen that over the years of oh how good this and you know I've always I've always told them that you know the paces go around a lot off, lot more regular they're nowhere near as temperamental as you know the old gallopers which which I do in, have shares in and, and that as well but they're a lot harder to get to the track and a lot more temperamental and you don't see them anywhere near as often so um yeah it's, look, it's always just probably i've been very grateful that um with huey that, that it's probably looked quite smooth flowing over the years and the boys have probably seen that and gone oh yeah i'll chuck in i'll do this so yeah. um yeah that's probably the the main reason that's oh, good so we've always wondered what what athletes and what footy players are talking about in the stretching circle now we know it's active recruiting to get into, <laughs> yeah. the, into the well, harness yeah. racing game. Those boys I just mentioned that have shares in the horse, that's generally what we talk about most days. <laughs> yeah, ah, it's good stuff. How's Elliot Whitehead go for the the, the English recruit? Yeah. Uh, be it, be a, an acquired learning he's, he's a pommy. So he, he just, um, something will go wrong and he's better the worst person in the world and then all of a sudden he's <laughs> over it and I go, mate, just relax. We eat yeah, we have a lot of arguments to and from, but it's all it's all banter, it's all a laugh. But he always say that he whinge about the sun coming up. He'd, he'd back something and it drift, and he'd whinge about getting the wrong price, Elliot. So um, he does love it though. He's the same. He's, he's the same as us. Um, he enjoys enjoys having a punt. Um, you know, we're all in a group chat together, so we all have a laugh and a carry on and that. So it's um, yeah, it's good to good to have them all involved. Fantastic. All right. Well, you think we can get them involved in fantasy harness racing, Jared? I'll get a couple of them. So I know Sammy Williams definitely will. Uh, well, Matty Frawley and um, and Zach Wolford are really invested in the NFL, um, the, the the fantasy NFL. Yep. So I'm sure it'd be easy enough for them to get the harness racing going if they can follow NFL because it takes three hours to watch a game of that. Mm. So I'm sure we can uh, we can get them involved. And I know Sammy will get involved. So we'll we'll get it all get them all moving. Mate might have to throw a few barbs out on Twitter again to get them started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they've got they've got a. Uh... Only a few days to get the team sorted so that they can be in the mix uh, for round one points. Uh, you can register at any time, but a reminder to everyone out there listening, you really want to get that team in before the first race at Menangle on Tuesday so that you can get your team registered because that's where you, you don't want to miss out on a week of points, boys. Yeah. You know, that's, if you miss out on a week of points, you, 
You're behind on the car. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a long that's way it. to... You want to win that car, you want to win those vouchers straight yeah, up. It's a long way to come back from. But you can, you know, if you do miss the deadline, and let's hope you don't, you know, you, there's that weekly prize, you know, the 250 bucks at Harvey Norman's, nothing to sneeze at. That's that's a good little prize each week. And, you know, as we said, the prize pool runs deep on this. It's down to 10th, you know, big Harvey Norman vouchers, um, holiday packages to the Eureka. That's going to be an amazing spectacle in itself, you know. You might have one in the Eureka, Jared. Yeah, I, I, I noticed Captain's Knock's um, price cut in half, so hopefully someone's looking at that. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be a bad thing to be part of. Do you know of any conversations have been happening around trying to get oh, Captain's Knock into one of the slots? No, I haven't. Nothing that I'm aware of. Um, I haven't heard a lot of conversation in general yet, to be honest. I'd, it's always hard with the futures and knowing who's going to be where and what's going to pop up. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a, it's a great concept. I'm excited to see um, how it all unfolds anyway. Yeah. Well, lots of great things happening in, in harness racing and particularly fantasy harness racing. Jared, it's, I, I love that you're, you're invested in this, in this new exciting development that we're, we're, we're bringing into, uh, into the, to the harness racing industry. Again, it's all, as you would have seen with rugby league, it's just a, another way of conversations happening about the great game, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's promoting and showing showing people who don't follow it or don't don't watch the game or the sport that, you know, how enjoyable it can be and, and how it what it does to people's lives and how happy it makes people. I mean, I'd I take my young fella every time I get the chance, he's only two and a half years old, and take him to the to the trots or the down to the stables and mate, he just absolutely loves it. He just wants to go to the horses and um, you know, do all those things. So it's it's different than just, you know, watching people bet and go around the go around the track. It's um, it's about bringing those families and, and people in the gates and um, and showing how much how, how enjoyable it can be. Absolutely, and uh, and creating the banter and the and the barbs as as we've already yeah, already heard <laughs> between you and Brad Hewitt. I love that's, it. That's the main reason. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I walked into the last one on him, but I knew it was coming, but I couldn't help her to to get it going anyway. <laughs> Good stuff to everyone out there listening. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed our chat with uh, with. Um, Canberra Raiders superstar Jared Croker uh, on this episode. Uh, again, a reminder, make sure you get in, get that team registered. You have you really want to get in before that first race at Menangle on Tuesday on the 10th of January. It's only a few days to go, boys. Um, fantasyharnessracing.com is where it's at. Uh, just love it. It's only a few days away. Yeah. Rubber's hitting the road, so no, it's going to be fun. Yep, and I'm going to see you all from the top of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Only a few sleeps away now, so it's it's getting really good. All right, Jared, you want to you want to log off this, mate, and you want to get in and get stuck into that team and and uh, and say goodbye to your family for a few days because that's the way <laughs> it works. <laughs> I'll see how I go, boys. Thanks yeah. for having me anyway. To everyone out there tuning in, thanks for thanks for listening to Fantasy Harness Tracing, the podcast. As I said, we will be back on, on Monday with uh, the weekly show. Uh, we've got another episode tomorrow, boys. So stay tuned. We're going to keep pumping out the content. Can't wait to see these first points start to be accumulated. It is exciting times. Fantasy Harness Racing is on the way. 